Hello everyone and welcome back to Again Again, the podcast where we ask guests if when you die and you can see any event throughout history and see how it objectively happened, what event would you see first and why? I'm your host, Bell. With me always is your other host, Amanda, and our producer, Tyler. So, uh, you probably noticed something a little different about the podcast. Hey, <laughs> hey, did you notice something at the beginning before we started talking? <laughs> we have a th- song. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Strictly instrumental, but uh, uh, something with a little bit of a creepy creepy touch to it, a little bit of a, of a mysterious... Uh, yeah, hopefully it just puts you in the mood to think way, way back. Travel time a little bit. <laughs> and uh, get in a little, you know, fun mood yeah. to hear these stories. So we hope you like that that song. Um, that's our song. We might change it up to open. I don't know. I'm just excited we have a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, uh, we're doing an episode on our most memorable again agains at the movie theaters. Yes. So uh, we're each going to talk about our mem- most memorable time at the movies. Uh, we're going to talk about really different movies because we all have different strong memories and sometimes the memories that are at the forefront aren't always your favorite movies but mm-hmm. this is fun because we're not going favorite we're going just what do you remember the your experience that you remember the most yes um so that'll be our episode for today sounds great all right so let's start with you okay Ballister. what is your most memorable time at the movies okay so i'm gonna enlist tyler's help real quick i forgot to research tyler can you check what your uh, that movie came out. The movie that I'm doing is Polly. It is P A U L I E. It's a 90s movie. Uh, came out the year. It is 1998. 1998. So, um, you know, a kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day. We lived in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego. Uh, at this point, we lived in downtown San Diego, and we used to go to downtown and watch movies at the the mall down there. And uh, did you did you go to the movies a lot? No. We didn't go to the movies a lot. That's why this is memorable. I think. <laughs> I, we definitely went to the movies more when I was little, little. Mm-hmm. Where there was a point when we just didn't really go to the movies. Yeah. Um, it's expensive and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, I remember the apartment uh, in San Diego. And I remember going to the movies. And we got, like, a bunch of snacks that day. Like, I, I remember I got a hot dog and we got drinks. And my brother's got... Uh, one of those, uh, I don't even know if they still have them, um, but they have like little kids meal, uh, like a kids meal at the movies. It comes with like a little popcorn, a drink, yes. like a mini candy bar, stuff like that. Those are the best. You've got those? Oh, yeah. That was my, my little brother's jam. They would always get that. Um, and I remember sitting like toward the front. Uh, it was, there was only three, it was only three of us at the time. My, my uh, youngest brother hadn't been born and my parents and we watched the movie and Polly. All right. So here goes a little synopsis. So Polly is a parrot, and he's a talking parrot. And Tony Shalhoub is in this movie. One of the uh, one of the uh, a legend, Tony Shalhoub from Monk. Qu- quick clarification: uh, animated or a- acted? Live real, acting. real live human beings. Tony Shalhoub is a real live human being. Well, yeah, but I wasn't <laughs> sure if he was like a voice actor. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is, a, as I, if I remember correctly, he's a janitor or custodian, and he goes into this uh, old old. Uh, he cleans this old building, and one day he sees like uh, something. He hears like a chirp, and he goes and this is a cage and it has a covering and he takes it off and this is parrot and he talks, mm-hmm. and Tony like uh, like adopts a parrot and uh, and all this stuff, and feeds it mangoes and blah blah blah, and um, and then we get the parrot's backstory. Like this is a parrot present day, but backstory the parrot 
this is super spoiler alert. So um, I hope you've watched Polly. If not, you've, you're 23 years late. Um, so, <laughs> but um, so the parrot early in its life, it got bought by a family of parents, and they had a little daughter, and the little girl had a stutter, and the parrot could talk. And they would take the little girl to speech class and she would stutter and she would have a hard time and her dad would blow up. He like every like they would st- do the exercises at home and she, the little girl would stutter and the mom would try to help her. And the dad would would yell at the mom like, stop helping her. Mm-hmm. Like he would lose his shit. So like, you know, parents losing their shit. I definitely related to that. <laughs> um, um, and uh, but the little the parrot helped the girl lose her stutter like it really helped her. She loved the parrot. And it was like her. It was, it was like a dog to her. It was like her pet. And then uh, uh, I don't remember if the parrot escaped or somebody stole the parrot, but then it went somewhere else. And then it, it like the parrot at one point was owned by a, a a a lady who had an RV, an older lady who had an RV and liked to just travel and live on the road. But she was going blind. So the parrot would be her eyes on the road while she would drive. Not legal. Not legal. I was a, a, a criminal parrot. Um <laughs> And then the parrot went to like the Mexican side of town and like found like a Mexican girlfriend and stuff. And like he learned it was like the diverse part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, he, he ate like he learned like a, like uh, this had like Mexican music in that part. I forgot about that part. Yeah. He goes to that side of town and stuff. And then eventually he, he reunites with the girl and she's like full grown and stuff. But but that's I, that's what I remember. I'm probably the, the best. So what do you what's most memorable is it the movie is it going to like the experience of being at the theater i I, it was a it's a really good movie the movie holds up i would say i'd be down to watch the movie tonight even and the movie holds up it's a great movie for kids and it's even a great movie for adults i think fun for the whole family like it's a great (laughs) film um and you know the snacks are memorable so i think that the fact that uh you know we i remember my hot dog i don't know what it was you know it Going to the movies, I think you just—it's so exciting as a kid, especially when you don't go all the time. Um, and uh, and I think maybe it's just one of those days that, for some reason, just sticks to your brain a little more. But I, I remember, I remember like the hot dog looked like like it like like a uh, uh, the like sear marks on it, and like it was cut. It was like that's that like it was sliced. You know how people slice uh-huh. hot dog wieners. Um, yeah, I just remember that movie really well for some reason that day just really stuck with me mm-hmm. um and i i do every time i've seen tony shalhoub in anything i it always i always oh that guy from Polly, that guy from Polly, which is like not a big movie in his career i would think because <laughs> no. nobody remembers Polly anymore but but i always tony shalhoub stuck with me definitely every time i, I see him i'm like i the, my first exposure to you was and Polly, right. that was a really memorable, memorable movie. I remember watching the movie El Dorado, the animated one in the movie theaters. That is almost like the same exact memory. We lived in the same apartments. The only different thing is I don't remember getting snacks that time. I remember we ate tamales at home beforehand. So that's probably we didn't get snacks. We went to go watch El Dorado and it was really, really good. Yeah, I, we didn't see that movie in the theaters, but I do remember watching that movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. And then probably the most memorable experience that of going to the movies and not remembering the movie that well was going with my aunt and my uncle. I was, it was Superman. Oh man. I don't remember it was Superman one or Superman two, but I believe it was the early two thousands. I was in elementary school, so it couldn't have been past 2002. So it's got, I gotta re- imagine it was Superman number one, but my aunt, I have an aunt and uncle who are like uh, eight years older than me. So they're pretty close in age. So we kind of grew up, 
kind of like they're like the older older siblings mm-hmm. um i grew up with them like that and they took me to the movies one time i was like hey we want take you know take just something nice to do for me i think because i don't know why you would want to hang out with a fifth grader <laughs> um but uh so uh and by this time we had moved from downtown san diego so i went to downtown san diego and uh, my parents dropped me off and they took me and they were i was 10 so they were like 17 18 or 9 10 they were 17 18 so they were still young, but they seemed like adults. They were like old, you yeah. know. Like they, they, I could walk the streets with them and like go out and buy stuff. And and uh, and we went to the same mall and we got like snacks first. Like we got icy. They probably took me to get food or something. And then um, we we went inside the theater, like where they have like the vending machines and like the the claw machine and all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were going up an escalator and then my uncle pulled out this little glass vial. It was filled with something yellow, yellow liquid. And he goes, he goes, Lester, look. And I go, what? And he shook it. And then he turned around and he slammed it on the escalator right behind us. And it smelled like fart so bad. It was a stink bomb. Oh my, gosh. my uncle had these little stink bombs. Uh, I wish I got to ask him about those. Cause as a kid, I was like, whoa, <laughs> he did one on the escalator and then we went to the area where they had the claw machines and all that. And he did one in the corner there. And it smelled bad, so bad. Pe- the, the the theater workers were trying to figure out what oh where it was gosh. coming from. And, like, you know, as a kid, I was like, <laughs> like, my parents would never let me do shit like this. Like, it would beat my ass. So <laughs> it was so exciting to do it with my uncle. And he, he did, like, three, I think. Like, three of them. But he had these stink bombs. And I, 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 I got to ask him if he remembers that memory. He uh, had to have been so excited to do that because you he, know a 10-year-old boy is going to think yes. that's the coolest thing ever. And he didn't like show him to me on the walk or anywhere else. He just right. like on the escalator was like, hey, check this out. Whack. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? He's like, it's a stink bomb. Like I had never heard of that before, you know. I didn't, mm-hmm. The kids at school had been talking about stink bombs. And uh, we were supposed to go watch Su- uh, Spider-Man. I, did I say Superman at the yes, beginning? Yes, you did. There isn't even super. There's not even a Superman one or two, is it? Yeah, no Superman clue. Returns came out in 2006, <laughs> um, and then I was like, "What is he talking about?" And I guess there was a re-release of the original Superman in 2001. <laughs> but I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming you're referring to Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Yes, that is what we went to watch. So we went to watch that movie, and uh, but first we went to another movie. Uh, oh, Tyler, can you look up Space Cowboys? Why does that sound so familiar? Maybe you went to go watch it. It was in the theaters at the same time. Space Cowboy. Oh, <laughs> my autocorrect uh, didn't finish the word and it searched up Space Cow. Um, <laughs> Space Cowboys was directed by Clint Eastwood. Whoa. And it has Tommy Lee Jones, Donald yeah. Sutherland, and Is James Garner in it. Where they like try to blow up an asteroid or something. To I don't effect. recall. But what Let's year did see. that come out? That was uh, the the year 2000 and they are four older ex test pilots who are sent into space to repair an old Soviet satellite. Wow. So, um, so we went, we, uh, to call me going to a movie without paying you, you, we did something legal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we, we were waiting for Spider-Man to start. So we went into space cowboys and it had already started and stuff. We were just sitting in the back seat and you know, I'm like nine or 10. So I'm like, I'm excited to be out with my and I'm talking to them, and this guy, a, like a row or a couple rows in front, like shushed me, like once and like whatever, you know, and then like, and then uh, um, 
I don't know. I must have kept talking. Like, I get it. Look, to this man, wherever you are, this is 21 years ago. You're probably in your 40s. Fuck you, but sorry about talking during your Space Cowboys movie. Such an important film about these four old men. Anyways, he shushes me again. My aunt cussed him out and uh, told him to shut the fuck up and that I was a little kid and blah, blah, blah. And we we, uh, left after that. Um, And that felt good. So wait, did you see Spider-Man? Did you leave without seeing We Spider-Man? left Space Cowboys after that. Okay. We left Space Cowboys. My aunt told that guy off, and it felt really good because, like, she stood up for me and defended me. Uh-huh. And, like, my parents don't cuss people out like that, you know? So I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like, like stick bombs, someone's cussing someone out, defending me. Like, this day is exciting, <laughs> this man. This is a wild ride. I got an icy, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then after that, we went into Spider-Man, and uh, I don't remember anything. <laughs> You were just you were on the high from the stink bomb and and getting your aunt cussing someone out. They could have sent me into a liquor store to rob uh, some Cheetos. I would have been game, man. They 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 got me all huffed up in icy and stink bombs. Like, so I know that no, your sense of smell is one of the most potent senses you have that can trigger memories. Do yeah. you remember what that smelled like? Yeah, dude. That it. I mean, you probably you know it too. It's that classic like classic smells like fart but it's somebody like concocted this to to like grow somebody out like 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 egg that chemical fart yeah chemical fart that eggy disgustingness and it just it lasted man it didn't go quick it it the stink bombs were good quality wherever the (laughs) fuck he got them or if he made them or whatever but um, my first thought is those (laughs) <laughs> those poor movie employees. I know. Yeah, I know. Those poor, those poor teenagers were like, oh, God, what's going on? Just hung over trying to make minimum wage. They're yeah. like, did somebody take a shit in the racing game? Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, they, and uh, I still have I still have that ticket stub. Um, last nice. time, because I, I like to keep mementos. Of, I have a ton of mementos. But um, ticket stubs for people who, you know, keep them. And I guess store them the way that I do irresponsibly or whatever. They fade. Like I have ticket stubs that are all faded except for like the date or except right. for like the PG-13. And it's like, what movie did I go to? And some have kept up pretty good. But uh, but yeah, I still have that ticket stub. So I could probably look at it and, and remember the exact day that all that stuff happened. But uh, but um, I think I would. I would. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back and watch it or if I want to go back and relive it. Mm-hmm. I think for this one, I want to go back and relive it. That was fucking fun. <laughs> that was fun. And I, it didn't change me. Like it didn't, it didn't make me like, oh, enjoy life more and not be like worried or anxious or things like that. But it's just such a fun experience. I don't remember anything bad about that experience. Right. I just remember. It probably opened your eyes a little bit to that. The fact that, wait, adults can do this kind of stuff. And yeah. like, it's it's fine you're not gonna go to jail you're not gonna you know be in trouble forever like you can just do stuff like this you you can just cuss the dude out in the in the front row and bounce and and you'll be fine it'll be fine yeah like you don't have to be worried about like oh what are people gonna say or like oh i'm being too loud or oh like you don't always have to be fucking perfect picture perfect in the in the in between the lines when you're in public like you can do you it'll be fine but uh but that is one of my most that is the most memorable one. I, I don't know why Polly came to mind first. I think because that movie, I remember the movie really right. well. But this one, I remember the movie. I remember Spider-Man because I've seen it since and stuff. It's classic. But that day, the icy, the stink bombs, <laughs> cussing that dude out. All so of it. you mentioned that you left, um, you left Space Cowboys. 
early, obviously not because of the film, because of the dude that got in the altercation <laughs> with your aunt. Um, have you ever left a movie early? Like it was like so bad. You're just like, I'm done with this. I don't care. I'm leaving. Have I ever left a movie early? Let me think. I haven't, at least not that I can think of. I don't think so. I think, um, I don't think so. It'd have to be really, really bad or like uh, just be like, oh, this is really not my cup of tea. Because if it's good, I think we'd stick around. And if it were bad, I think we would be like, fuck, this movie sucks. Let's watch it. Right. One time we went to watch, we went to watch that movie Boyhood. I think it came out in 2014. Mm. It was early on when we were dating. Mm -hmm. And we went to one of those theaters in San Diego that had like the recliners and we were watching it. And halfway through, there was a lady couple seats down from us who was by herself watching the movie by herself. Halfway through, it's a great movie. She just got up and left. <laughs> it is a very long movie. Yeah. So I could see someone being like, I'm going to fall asleep or something yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I just remember being like, I, thinking like, is she leaving because this is bad? Like, yeah. And, and, then she, I just, and then I was like, that was kind of cool. <laughs> like, part of me is like, she came, She's she's got so much money, she's like, I'll watch the first half now, I'll come back for the, <laughs> the second, second half, half later. Like, yeah. you know, I can do that. I yeah. got that kind of cash on me. It's still but, funny to me when... Um, have you ever left early? Um, No, I think I'm usually pretty committed. Um, <laughs> I might you'll take, zone you'll out. Take the, you'll take the pain no matter what. Yeah, um, usually. I, I do find it funny that we are now 10 plus years into the Marvel Universe and there are still people who will go to Marvel films and they will get up and leave before the credits are over. Oh. And if Marvel movies have taught us anything, it's like they're going to put something at the There's end of the credits that's going to link to the next thing that they're going to do. Even I know that. Yeah. But maybe like maybe they just don't want the spoiler. I guess. It's it just it's weird to me because my my ritual now when I'm going to see a movie, Marvel or otherwise, as soon as the credits start rolling, I'll pull out my phone, I'll go on Reddit, and there's usually a thread about the a discussion for the film and it'll say if there's a post credit scene or not. So I know oh. if I need to waste my time or not. Yeah. Um, but with Marvel, it's like, you just stay like, it's going to be there. And it's so funny watching half the theater up and leave. I'm like, have you been under a rock for the last yeah. 10 years? Like, you yeah. know, this is coming. You're just willfully ignorant of <laughs> what the social and, expectations are. at this And point. everyone who's in the know stay silent. You're like, yeah, go ahead and walk out dummy. Yeah. Or Go they'll ahead. record them and put them on Snapchat and be like, look at these idiots. <laughs> look at them walking out. You're only getting one-tenth of what you paid for. <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, movies as a first date? I know that's kind of a controversial... <clears throat> okay. I think that's a classic like first date in your life, like a classic like high school date, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's good for that age. I think it can be good in any context. It can go well, of course. But at that age, you're kind of awkward. You know how to talk. You, you take a girl to the movies or you take a guy to the movies. You know, you guys get some snacks and you can watch a movie and you kind of spend time together without the without the pressure of creating conversation. And you're kind of next to each other. and You're so young that even that is kind of enough exciting, and yeah. exciting. Um, but because we've talked about as an adult, when you're both adults and you guys. You'd rather get to know each other on the first day and talk than have to be quiet and sit through a film. Right. Yeah, I I mean I what always think? I always thought dinner in a movie was a great first date because if you go to dinner you get a chance to talk, get to know each other. You didn't say dinner in a movie, you said movie. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, I'm changing so, the rules. So let me amend my answer. <laughs> dinner in a movie sounds great. <laughs> but I I always thought a movie was nice because if it's a little like awkward, it it gives you something to talk about. 
If the movie was awkward? No, like if if you're just like you know maybe oh, you're gotcha. you're just you ner- can talk about the movie. You're nervous or you know yeah. you feel yeah just awkward. I always so, thought it was nice to have like the so, movie as a topic of conversation. So the Chamber of Secrets, huh? <laughs> Moaning Myrtle, that was weird. <laughs> Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> How did we sneak into this movie? <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think if you're doing dinner as a first date or movie as a first date, some dinner, some time to discuss. Right. Is is it necessary, which might be unspoken. But but yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think, Tyler? I, I agree with Bellister. I think it makes a lot more sense for young like teens because one you're just you're like oh, i have a date i don't know what to do I'm <laughs> um it's classic but i think when you get older it's a little lazy but for kids and teens i think it's fine um especially because like when you're a teen your hormones are raging like you're like ooh, we get to go to the movie like we're not actually gonna walk if this goes well we're just gonna sit in the back and make out and like do that the whole time <laughs> um whereas if you're like our age you're like no i you know I'm not a child anymore. Like, let's just go actually get to know each other. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I've definitely had first dates where I've, I've gone to the movies and yeah, it's, you don't care about the movie. You're just like, I'm going to maybe hold, hold their hand and, Oh, that's very exciting. And then <laughs> if, if you're like dating, then you're like, Oh, this is going to, you're going to do more stuff. And that's, that's always looking back. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's funny to think about, like things you did as a like a teenager like when you know you're learning about dating and your hormones are just off the rails um Mm -hmm. because i look back i'm like i would i would not do this on a date right now like there are people (laughs) around (laughs) you guys are making out in front of like parents well yeah i mean well so there's a there's a theater down (laughs) there's a theater down by my parents house that's kind of well it's been renovated at this point but when i was growing up it was kind of a like a lower end theater like it wasn't like the krikorian which was like the big theater all the kids hung out at um so it was always empty it was not the nicest theater um so you could be like "Ooh, we can go there there's not going to be anyone in there and (laughs) and we'll have the whole theater to ourselves and i won't even remember what movie we're seeing um but yeah you i mean you you can't do that now like I mean, you have to reserve your seats. They'll know. Yeah. Wh- they'll know who you are. C six and C seven, get out. <laughs> yeah, I just I I I have a fear of anyone seeing me in any light that could then be traced. But I, I have a career now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like when you're 16, you don't give a shit. You're like whatever. I'm working at the local theater. Like it doesn't matter. I now work I'm like, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I definitely think that going to the movies for a date, especially when you're a teenager, like you're doing it because you want to mess around. Like you, you're not doing it because you're a creative uh, first date. You're doing it because you have ulterior motives. Right. Or you're the most innocent and you guys are like, let's go watch a movie together. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see the reboot of Annie. I don't know. What- <laughs> it's also funny because like all of those movies that like teens would go to as like a way to like just like make out it. They're never movies that are like romantic. They're always just like crappy movies. No one wants to see. Right. Like, you're not going to see like, I don't know. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
also you're not like people aren't doing that at like premieres i i don't think because it's the pack like, like you can't do you couldn't have done that at like end game one <laughs> like i think i talked to one of my friends um he had gone to a movie with with a he took a, a woman on a date and he'd be like no shut up i want to watch the movie <laughs> which is is not a phrase any like 14 15 16 year old kid is gonna utter ever Duh. oh man Okay, so Amanda, what about you? Your most memorable experience at the movies? Well, I don't know if I have like one really memorable experience. I went to the movies kind of a lot growing up. Lucky. There was a period of time, I want to say like late high school, and you guys might remember this, where it seemed like every movie had a midnight showing. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, midnight showings were always a thing in high school. But, like, it started with, like, Harry Potter or, like, hotly anticipated movies. Yeah. And then it just kind of, there was, a like, a year period. Shitty ones. It was just any movie <laughs> would have a midnight showing. <laughs> like what? Like, uh, oh, man, what are some movies? I, I can tell you one because I went to one. Okay. Ninja Assassin? No. So Let's hear it, Tyler. Um, so, yes, there's your Avengers, your Star Wars, Harry Potter, Twilight, like, those are movies, love them or hate them, like, they're commercially accessible, makes sense to do a midnight premiere. It does not make sense to do a midnight premiere of the 2011 sequel to, I think it was the 2003 film, Johnny English. (laughs) And you go to see the midnight premiere of Johnny English Reborn, at that theater I just talked about and this was one like I w- it wasn't a date it was with I think my brother and maybe a couple of people I was like I, I'm i the only person who's excited that this film was announced I'm gonna go see it <laughs> and I think we might have been the four of the six people in the theater oh man but yes <laughs> that film showing. didn't need a min- like we were ke- <laughs> we were keeping those poor movie theater employees yes up way later than they needed to be to go be the first person to see johnny english reborn for no it was years. like it was like 11 52 and they're like no one's here yet i don't like, think anyone's coming and then the four the your car pulled are like no <laughs> okay because so. they, they have to keep everything open like the concessions the bathroom like think you can do anything anything yeah well, you might want some uh you know some milk duds uh three quarters <laughs> of the way through johnny english yeah but i there was a, a period of time when that was happening where me and two of my high school friends, we just went to all of them. I wish they would come back. I wish there were midnight movies every night. It just seems fun that that's happening. Like, and the way I remember it, and we've come to discover I maybe do not remember things accurately because my mom insists that she never let us go to the bike, go ride our bikes to the park alone. Yeah, your mom insists she never did, and you're like, to which I you're respond, like, I have countless memories. To which I responded, then where were you when I was getting made fun of for my training wheels? And mom's response, you must have been on dad's watch. <laughs> that doesn't mean it didn't happen. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the way I remember it, it seems like um, one of my friend's parents they just kind of bought the, like anytime one was announced they just kind of bought us the tickets oh, like nice. it was just like okay <laughs> this is a thing that we're doing and i don't know if we would have so much fun sitting on the sidewalk at, you know at the spectrum watching people shopping and you guys we're going to the spectrum sometimes yeah it's just such a like looking back it's like we would go and sit for hours like spend a whole saturday sitting and then go to the on the ground. What time would they drop you off? 
for a midnight movie. I feel like we would get there. I feel like we would be there for at least six hours. No way. I, f- I mean, my mem- my Holy memory moly. is suspect. Your parents but- are dropping you off in daylight for a midnight movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember... <laughs> Again, another choice. I don't know. The Harry Potter ones were always fun because people would dress up. But there would be people like walking the line being like, I'm selling wands. Who wants... A-? Like people would sell stuff. There were mer- they there would merch? they would like bootleg make merch? yes bootleg merch was being like sold at the border Holy at these shit. midnight showings. Damn, do you ever get a bootleg one? Mm, I think I might have. I don't. I don't know. I probably did. So so, so all right, you're banging six hours at this at at the movie showing at a, at a at a at a clip. Well, yeah, and what we would do is if we were seeing a sequel, like if we were seeing one of the Harry Potter sequels, one of the Twilight sequels, we would bring the portable DVD player back when that was like the hot Christmas gift. And pregame? And pregame <laughs> the movie. Holy shit. Yeah. Dedication. Dedication. And we didn't even like the Twilight movies. We still did that shit. It was just the experience for you. It was just the experience. You're like, we're midnight movie people. <laughs> We're we want to sit on the sidewalk and sweat for six hours. So I don't know that there's necessarily like a a single midnight movie showing, but I think the whole phenomenon of going to midnight movies when you're 17, you know, you get to be out all day, all night, basically with minimal supervision. Yeah, all day if you get dropped off at six for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So besides getting dropped off at six, what are some of the things that you remember the most? About these midnight showings. Did you ever have any people actually dueling with spells? Oh, yeah. People would do that. People would be like, we're playing Quidditch at 2 o'clock over here. <laughs> By the fountain. Yes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and people would, people, because, you know, people would like that's, make. Oh, that's awesome. They would like make shirts and stuff. So people would walk by and be like, oh, I like your, sh-. like, it, it was just like nerddom on display. It was like going to a car show, but with Harry Potter gear made at home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like your shirt. Your exactly. Harry looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 expanded now with like the new Star Wars films, Marvel. I remember because we've gone to some midnight showings for the new Star Wars films over the past few years, and there are now like sanctioned like there was a table that they were doing trivia for star wars and the trivia was garbage because it's like you just scan the wikipedia page but they were giving out free stuff so that was cool um and there was there was like a life-size r2d2 uh just kind of roaming around the spectrum um for one of these (laughs) which was really cool but um yeah harry potter was really kind of for me the the first one that i remember is like that was the big event and it kind of has now evolved to be so much more than that. And like you said, Bellister, now like movies like release on Friday, but you can go to like see it at seven o'clock on Thursday. And it's just not the same. Like it's not it's, the same. It's cool, but it's not the same. Like people always now release albums and they're like, oh, the album's coming out on Friday. And like Thursday night, I'll be like on, on Instagram and people will be like, oh, these are the best verses from... From Joe J. Cole's new album, you're like, the one that comes out tomorrow? Like, yeah. what? How are you guys already at? And it's like, um, oh, it's Thursday night. It's not the same. Yeah. Well, it was so recently, my favorite band, uh, Coheed and Cambria, they were teasing That's that That's your they favorite were, band? I don't know. Maybe. I'm actually <laughs> wearing a Coheed shirt right now. He's lying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here naked instead. Um, Tyler, why are you rubbing your nipples? Um, <laughs> Because it's a day that ends in Y. Um, <laughs> uh, it's funny that you mentioned like 
because you know, time zones are a thing and it, like it makes sense to me now but like coheed released a new song recently and i was getting hyped for it and then i was on reddit and they were like it's already been released in japan set your vpn to japan and you can <laughs> download it um i will admit i tried it at work um but it wasn't working on my phone so i was like well i'll just wait until later and then i i i feel like i kind of annoyed my fiance because i was like hey at at 9 p.m., Claudio is going to be Twitch streaming and he's going to play the new song. I want to play this. <laughs> um, and so I, I commandeered our TV and, and ran a Twitch stream for Claudio Sanchez to listen to Coheed's <laughs> new song, knowing that it's going to be out in a few hours. Like, I could just yeah. wait, but I needed to have it now. Yeah. So, you know, is there any... I want to know more about these midnight showings. Like, there was never any, like, oh, I got to ask permission. I was always like, yeah, go ahead. No, no not really, because the, the two friends I would go with to these showings, we had been best friends since, like, third grade. Which means they can't do bad stuff. Essentially, yes. It would, there was no... Um, it was one of those things where if I wanted to go out and do something, they'd be like, well, who's going to be there? It's going to be Cheryl and Lisa. Oh, okay, whatever, go ahead. <laughs> that was like my parents. My I wasn't in band, but my brothers were in band. My parents didn't let me do shit, but... If, Anyone that was in band, my parents were like, oh, they're a good kid, right? They play an instrument. Little did they know. <laughs> ba- band kids are the fucking worst. And I yeah. say that as a former band kid. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so like, is there... All right, what theater does the best midnight showing in Orange County? Well, the Spectrum was always fun because it's huge. It's basically like a mall... Uh, with with a movie theater it's huge so it was kind of not fun because like you could be sitting in line waiting for the movie and see people you knew they're like shopping Mm. so that'd be kind of nice be like hey joey what's up you know it was easy to send someone out on a mission to get food hey Susie, bring me some starbucks (laughs) yeah so that was always kind of fun but i remember it being very hot waiting there because there was no not like really any shade shade at the spectrum yeah um, we went a few times to the Foothill Ranch movie theater, nice. which is the one we go to now. And that one, they would have like shade. So that was fun. But it's smaller. So those would be less of an event. Less, it would less feel. stuff to do there. Less stuff to do and like less people would go. Because, you know, if, mm. if you're at a midnight showing, you've been waiting in line all day with and the theater is packed. The second the movie starts, everyone's going crazy, more e- even c- if it's a stupid movie. More big city vibe. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're both good, but I, I'll never forget one time we were seeing one of the Twilight movies. And this is when I when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese with Lisa. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, waiting in line and she was studying to take her shift lead test. I was quizzing her on all the like the managerial stuff. <laughs> I don't know why that stands out in my mind so vividly as one of the times we went to a midnight showing, but. Yeah, it was always just fun. It was an event. It kind of had like the same vibe as going to a sleepover, you know, just getting to stay out late, going to breakfast after the movie sometimes. It's always really exciting. Amanda, can you educate the kids that are listening um, how hard it was and why you had to get there so early? Because back then you couldn't reserve your seats for a movie. No. Yes. That was not a thing. It was a first come first serve situation. And there was no guarantee that you'd have a seat next to the people you came with. So you had it it was like, you know, going on a ride at Disneyland. You want to get in line as early as you can to make sure you get on that ride. You had granted you had a ticket. So you knew you would get a seat 
because um, you would always buy the tickets in advance, but there was no reservation of where you would sit or who you would sit with. So that was always a big thing is you want to get there early because you don't want to be separated from your group. You don't want to wait in line and then have to sit in like the front row. Uh, we never had any issues with with getting a good seat or anything like that. But like I said, we were there for a long time. Yeah, there, <laughs> I mean, I, that is something that it's definitely easier now to do midnight premieres um, because you can reserve seats and, and everyone can kind of reserve their own seats. So you don't have to worry about it. But I do kind of miss that little that little bit of anxiety when the line starts moving and you get in and you're with your friends and you have to scan the theater and be like, all right, row M up there. Like there's five seats. Go. Well, um, you kind of have to make like a game plan. Like what's our yeah. first choice? What's our second choice? Where, yeah. where are we? Where are we trying to head for? Yeah, it's it's it was very strategic. And if you had a large group of friends, it just made it more challenging because mm -hmm. then you'd have to corral everyone's sweaters and jackets and start draping them over seats um, <laughs> because inevitably you have friends in your group who are just habitually late to things. My one of my best friends, one of my groomsmen. I my hate wedding, those people. He they can they can they can change it. They can change that about themselves, and they choose not to. I love him to death, but he is late to everything. Um, oh, how so you and it's and he's been with me at several different midnight premieres, um, to the point where we're like, okay, we gotta put these out that way no one comes and takes these seats. And if you're the first one there, of like your group of ten, and you you've reserved a row of nine seats, and you everyone just comes and gives you the dirtiest looks because. They think you're being an asshole. It's like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just saving these for my friends. Um, <laughs> luckily, I never had to fight someone. But that is something that uh, midnight premieres now don't really have. Yeah, I, I haven't been to a midnight premiere in years. I think probably the last one I went to was the last Harry Potter movie, if I had to guess. And so I've never had the experience where you reserve seats. But I feel like I wouldn't like that as much. Like, I feel like the reason we liked it was the lead up, you know waiting in yeah. line and everything amanda did your did your ability to go well maybe this was after you were doing midnight premieres did your did it change for you at all after the dark night rises when um the aurora shooting shooting happened no it didn't um to me i didn't see that as something specific to a midnight showing even though it was, it to, I guess in my mind I didn't connect it, connect it that way. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, it didn't have an effect on me. But that obviously was, you know, a huge tragedy that was shocking yeah. to hear about. I yeah, I remember after that, basically every film since then, mm -hmm. um, my mom will be like, "Be safe," and like I get it, and that's like a very mom thing to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a more like sense of like, like security or like worry after that happened right. um we went to the midnight premiere of dark Knight rises and um same friend that i just mentioned who was always late for things um when he got his tickets he got it for the wrong the like the wrong auditorium in the theater oh. and we weren't going to be able to sit next to each other and we were going to go to the spectrum and we heard people talking there and they were they were kind of in the same situation and they're like hey i just heard that the district opened up um, more auditoriums for a 1.30 showing. Um, and so I called over to the district and they're like, yeah, we have tickets. And then so we went and returned our at the Spectrum and then drove to the district and waited instead of now seeing it at midnight, we saw it at 1.30, um, which was 
you know, oh back my in my gosh. younger days. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot because someone bought the wrong ticket. Oh well, man! Especially that, especially that movie itself. That's like almost a three-hour movie. So yeah, like you're getting out when the sun's starting to come up. Oh my gosh! That's I'm tired just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I remember this is not specific to midnight showings, but one time I snuck an uh, entire frozen yogurt into the movie theater. I was very proud of myself. I assume you had a lid on it and it yes, wasn't I just did. open. I did have a lid on it, but there there used to be a, a golden spoon right next to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet I could pull this off. Pulled it off. It's really funny when um, theater employees get really serious about not bringing food in. It's like, mm-hmm. why do you care? Like, this doesn't affect your paycheck if I don't buy popcorn. Like, right. why do you care? Um because yeah i'm someone who like if if we're going with a group of friends we just did this recently um if we're going to go to a movie and we're going to meet up and eat dinner beforehand i'm like i'm not eating because i know i'm just going to get a bunch of popcorn and junk at the movie so i'm not eating dinner also Um, why is popcorn don't get me wrong i love popcorn but it's a weird food to eat in public in the dark (laughs) because you know every third bite is like a kernel Mm -hmm. that you that you like either are gonna like painfully swallow or spit out on the ground like mm-hmm. just kind of seems like eh, is this the best idea <laughs> for a room what, full of people what, what theater are you going to where you're spitting food on the ground i'm Amanda? not spitting food on the ground but i know people are doing it uh yeah <sighs> a bunch of a bunch of dirty children in theaters <laughs> all right tyler what is your most memorable movie moment so similar amanda to you um, I feel like I, I've gone to a good amount of movies as I've grown up. Um, so I was thinking about this and thinking of different ones I could talk about. My favorite film franchise of all time is Lord of the Rings. And I have some memories of seeing Return of the King in theaters and really enjoying that. So I thought about that. Um, I also remember the first time I was ever at a movie with uh, my and there was no one else in the theater was when I went and saw <laughs> this really terrible film. In 2008 called meet dave and it's about uh it's eddie murphy and he is uh an alien and there's a tiny version of eddie murphy in addition to the real like full-size eddie murphy and my cousin what year my is this 2008 until after eddie murphy was already had already made it yeah i this never was, heard of this movie it's because it was awful like um it had a $60 million budget and it made $50 million. <laughs> So it was a disaster. Um, but I remember that because it was in Ohio when we were on vacation and my brother and my cousins, like we were the only ones in the theater and we thought it was super funny that we could like run around and we can yell at the theater. Um, and I think that experience kind of prepared me for what is the one I landed on that I wanted to talk about today, which is actually more recent within the past four years or so um so if anyone knows the movie the room the room is notoriously like the worst film of ever made um if you've ever seen it the plot makes no sense the acting is terrible the camera work is awful it's just a terrible film but it's gained this cult following because of how bad it is but also just how weird and out there the creator of the film is his name is tommy wiseau 
he's just this enigma of a person. Like no one knows where he's from. No one knows where he gets all his money from because he financed this film like on his own. Um, no one, no one knows anything about him. He's just weird. Um, he's still alive. He's still active on social media. I don't think he understands how social media works. Um, but it's hilarious to follow him. But this movie came out in, I want to say it was early 2000s, 2003. And I didn't know about this film until much later. And when we were on vacation in Ohio, I Amazon primed it and got a DVD sent to my aunt and uncle's house. And me and my cousins watched it. And it was, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I've subsequently watched it. Is it a comedy? I mean, (laughs) he doesn't think it is. He thinks it's great. Um, he thinks it's the pinnacle of American cinema and it, you cannot help but laugh at it um, because it's just so absurd. It's again, I, I'm not doing it service or justice by t- talking about it. You have to see it. Um, and so it has this cult following and people love watching this movie in a group. And this is don't watch this movie by yourself. It's not like it's scary or anything, but it's meant to be enjoyed with other people. Um, and it has this cult following that has expanded all over the world. And there are theaters that will put on midnight showings of this film. And Tommy will sometimes go out and do Q and A's at theaters and meet with people. And it's, it's just absurd that it's lasted this long. And so a few years ago, um, in Santa Ana, there's an independent movie theater called the Frida Cinema, and it's it's a really cool theater. They show a bunch of old vintage movies. Um, they do documentaries. It's a really cool, like, local business you can support. I discovered the Frida because they were doing a midnight showing of The Room, and I got some friends. I was like, this should be really fun. Let's go do this, um, and I think my brother and his girlfriend were there, and so we went, and we didn't know what to expect. We went expecting we were just going to go in and watch this movie. We didn't know that there was going to be so much pageantry surrounding this film. You go in and they had, first of all, it was packed. It was sold out. Like, and the Frida isn't a huge theater. I think maybe it seats maybe 200, 300 people. Like, it's pretty small. Do you, but think, do you think people who go to this movie to enjoy it the way that you're talking about are kind of making fun of them, whether or not they want to? Yeah, I I think there's a little bit of like laughing at how absurd he is, but there's also this like we're grateful that you created such a disaster that we we're grateful that you uh, are, have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, and if you if you watch, so Greg Sestero, who is the other actor in the film, like the other main character, um, he wrote a book called The Disaster Artist that talks about his experience going through this this production. Um, and then that film was then cr- made into a movie um, that has uh, like James Franco and what's what's his brother's name? I can't Dave. remember. Dave. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're in that film. Um, and that is a, an actually good movie. Um, and it's it's going to document the creation of the room. So when we went into the theater first of all again it was packed and this is my first time going to the frida so i didn't know kind of like what to expect um at the door leading into the auditorium one of the staff members 
had a box of plastic spoons and they were handing them out to people. And I was like, what? I, why are you handing me a dozen <laughs> plastic spoons? Like, I don't get it. And then we walk in and we see people have brought their own bags and boxes of spoons. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Movie starts. And I'm still learning at this point about the different kind of like Easter eggs and memes that the movie has generated over time. And one of them is um, is water. So anytime there's a, a wide pan shot of the ocean, everyone in the audience just screams water. And the first that's like one of the first shots in the movie. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, I didn't know this was going to be like uh, an interactive experience. Um, the spoons came into play because in the film, for no reason, there are framed photos of spoons just sitting on the dresser, like on the table, like just randomly throughout the film. I mean, how, how could a person not know that that's cinematic masterpiece yeah that's that's up there with like tarantino levels of of subtlety obviously Um, he's trying to get you um in a mindset for you know something spoon representing some shit he's a genius i'm sure he's he's got a reason behind it i don't know what it is but when those when that he's 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 uh, invested in spoon stocks (laughs) yeah he's he's taking his try at subliminal messaging (laughs) yeah it's 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 the long con Anytime one of those photos shows up on screen, everyone would just chuck a handful of spoons like at each other at the screen. So you got to wear a helmet to this thing. It was well, I, I'll I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? This is so absurd. And like, so I would say this is not this is not the experience if you want to like take in the film as a whole because um, you're not gonna get. You said this is the only way to watch it. No, no, no. The only way to watch it is with other people. I think yeah. the first time you watch The Room, have friends over, get some drinks, um, look up online. There's The Room drinking games. It'll be a great time. <laughs> after that, after you kind of know the through line of where the movie's going, then go to the theater and watch it and you'll have a blast. Um, there's also, they'll do wide panning shots because uh, it takes place in San Francisco. And so they'll do wide panning shots of like the the streets in San Francisco and the, and the neighborhoods. When they get to that, everyone in the uh, auditorium starts singing the Full House theme song because it looks like it's the Full House opening. Um, oh, my God. This is like a kid's show. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's um, like, this is like out of the box. Like stuff happens and you know to respond. Yeah. It, yes. That's absolutely what it is. Um, a couple of the other kind of like memes that have come out over the years is um, randomly um, in, in the film, they're going to have... Um, there's going to be like a wedding, but like the, ne- the wedding never happens, but they're like in tuxedos and they're getting ready for the wedding and it just never goes anywhere. And Ooh. at some point, like the four, like that's there's four to symbolize <laughs> the one who got away and the yearning for, <laughs> well, it's, I'm, I'm trying to find like what, there's like a tagline that says something about that. And it's like, can you really trust anyone? Um, because like, um, his love interest starts like fooling around with his best friend. And, um, if you, everyone has probably seen like the, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Like that's from yeah. this film. Um, I did not hit her. I yes. Did not. I, yeah. Oh, hi Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone will like reply. They'll be like, hi. Um, <laughs> and there's, um, so they're, they're in their tuxedos for this wedding scene that never happens. And then they're like, let's play catch. 
and they have a football for no reason. And then they go run out and they start playing catch with each other. And so people got up in the theater and they start playing catch with the football. Like someone is, just brought a football. Is in. he is he from the U.S.? No, he's. So maybe he thinks Americans just carry around footballs. Probably. Yeah, I don't, that's. I I don't know. Every American boy has a football in his back pocket. <laughs> the inner workings of Tommy Wiseau's mind is something no one can comprehend. What do Americans do when they're bored? They play catch with a football. Yeah. There's the hardest mon- ball to carry on your person. <laughs> there's, a, there's a montage in the film of of Tommy and Greg just like running, like like almost like a Rocky montage where they're just kind of running through the city of San Francisco. And when this comes on, Everyone in the theater just gets up and starts doing laps around around the seats. And so this whole thing is happening. I can't stop laughing the entire time. It's the most fun I've ever had at a, at a movie theater. To the point where I've seen The Room at a midnight showing multiple times. <laughs> um, like, I've, I've paid You're chasing money. the dragon. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get that high one more time. Um, Tommy hit me. It's, I, to the point where I shit you not... There is a midnight showing of the room in Los Angeles in September, and Tommy's doing a Q and A, and I have seriously considered getting tickets for it. Oh my god! Okay, you have one question to ask. What are you asking? We we're Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> we're gonna tag team the the, the response. The, the response. My my question would wouldn't even what, be about what, the room. What what is your name? <laughs> My name is Tyler. Tyler what? Griffith. Hello. Uh, oh, hi, Tyler. <laughs> I would want to ask. Um, you don't have you, to want that. I right here. <laughs> I would want to ask if when is the next film coming out? Because <laughs> there's a movie that he has coming out called Big Shark. Um, and it's three firefighters have to save New Orleans from a shark attack. There's a trailer for it. It's awful, but I want to see it. And he he did a two part like a like a new film, like a two part film that had a limited release in like AMC. I went to the premieres for both of those films. I I have unironically become a Time of Wiseau fan. You're dude. He he got you. He did. I, he did. I mean, the thing yeah, is, I, I mean, the so bad it's good trope, it's a thing. I mean, that's why there are like four Sharknado movies. Like That's his wheelhouse, we, is so bad it's good. We love the so bad it's good. What yeah. uh, what was the movie, his, his... Uh, you, you didn't tell him when the movie's coming out. Uh, sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> that, pay, that at the $50 would... tier. And uh, we'll give you, we'll give, we'll release five minutes at a time. Patreon.com slash Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Again, that would imply that Tommy Wiseau understands how social media works. He doesn't (laughs) because literally, like, you can go follow him on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, 20 hours ago, he tweeted today's words, uh, pride, integrity, love you all. And it's just shit like that. Like, every day. Does that not make you feel good and warm and fuzzy on the inside? It makes me I mean, are you dead? (laughs) He's... You say them again? Hit hit me with them again? Oh, uh, pride. And I I say with the upwards inflection because there's a question mark after each one. Ooh, are Um, you proud? Oh, 
So he, now you're now, now he's making you question right away. We start with some thinking. <laughs> I think this dude's just on a way higher level than the rest Pride? of Right? Question mark. He is he is the perfect example of I think aliens exist. Like cuz Tommy Wiseau doesn't seem from this world. Um and all of the photos he puts on his Instagram and Twitter are all um really grainy selfies that look like they were taken with a disposable camera from 2004. Um, well, he don't look great, right? He looks weird. Like So, you don't want to be too clear when you don't look great. He's one I, of the a little blurriness is good. It's kind of like Bigfoot. He's one of the men in black who's gone rogue. Decided he he would give Hollywood a shot. Uh July 21st. Today's words independence, giving, love you all. So it's like I don't He also sells like things like he has a web shop um and you can buy he has underwear that you can buy like he has a brand of underwear there's no way you don't own a pair i do not um, there's no way you have not added them to a cart at one point <laughs> so get ready his, for christmas tyler on his website you can get <laughs> uh so there's you can get the room on blu-ray and one free pair of boxers um, any style and color and it that's this bundle is normally 49.99 but it's on sale right now for 19.99 a movie and underwear for 19.99 underwear yeah i mean that's a i've never seen that deal at target yeah it's it i <laughs> i just don't understand how this person exists and how they have remained relevant in the public discourse for as long let as me, they have and then i remember oh it's because of people like me. Yes. Oh, uh, I am the answer. Yeah, it's, I'm, I, am, I am sustaining this person. Let me ask you this. Would you want to get to know him, though? Would you want Tommy Wiseau in your life? Would you want Tommy Wiseau knowing where you live and like coming to drop stuff off to you? And God, no. Are you kidding me? Like, See, it's I, so weird. The things that entertain us that we love... And we get close to them in a certain way, but in other ways, we're like, fuck, no. I, I, I have a morbid curiosity about this person, and I would like to know more about them. I'm not inviting them to Thanksgiving dinner. Like, they're not. They're well, not he's giving you so much show. joy, Tyler. That is true. He has given me hours more. upon hours. I will live longer because of this guy. I've watched this movie more times than has probably helped healthy for a human being <laughs> wait you, is that one to ten or like ten to twenty twenty to thirty it I, I don't think it's exceeded twenty but it god might. man you <laughs> don't know you've it, got to 15 it, at least it might holy be holy shit well and it, it's hilarious how do you have time to watch the avengers movies <laughs> i i pick and choose my priorities um you and you can see kind of a little bit of where his delusion is. The first time I put in the DVD when I got it years ago, um, it started and like, like it had like previews and stuff before. And it like on the trailer of it, it said um, this movie has the passion of Tennessee Williams. And I was like, <laughs> the playwright. Yeah. That, I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's not something you can say about your own piece of work. And I guarantee you no one else is saying it about this, that. Movie. This film has the passion of Don Quixote in it. That. What does yeah. that even mean, though? I, I, I don't he know. Just, he just wanted everyone to know, strap in. This is going to be some passionate shit. Oh, hi, Merrick. 
I don't know if I'm not proud of this, but I'm not not proud of it. Um, so the Frida also, years after we saw the Midnight Showing in the Room, they did a special engagement uh, where Greg Sestero actually came out and he showed like a little mini, it's like a 20 minute documentary of um, like the making of the room. And then he did like a QA. and a and he he also had um, scripts like the original screenplays of the room, and he had people come up and like read them and like kind of do like a table they read. Just of touching them with the their room. bare hands. Well, it's not like the original, but like he had copies of because that is what you said. <laughs> somehow this movie went through an editing process. So what the script that exists that he had at this thing is different than what actually happened in the movie, which blows my plot. mind that it went through any sort of editing process plot twist it's better <laughs> <laughs> um well the original i and i i kid you not the original film was going to have a subplot where tommy wiseau's character was a vampire like I, I why didn't they do it i you know editors are that's rich. what that's what uh maybe that's a big twist in big shark <laughs> i like so, how i like how fucking simple his titles are yeah the yeah. room what is this? A shark attack? You ain't afraid of a small shark. Call it big, big shark. shark. It's um, so Jen and I went to this thing at the room. Or Jennifer the, Lopez? Oh my, no, I'm like my fiance Jen. <laughs> <laughs> we Jennifer went. Jennifer Lee Hewitt. Did you see that picture recently of Jennifer Lopez? Of ben like, and Jen on a boat, and he's like grabbing her ass, and it's like, I, it's I Ben and Jen. I did see Ben Affleck like yes. and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, are they dating? Uh, I don't know if they've like made it official, but they basically are. Sorry, they're on a boat and he's touching her butt. Yeah, but there was like a picture from the first time they dated, like back in the early two thousands, of them doing the same thing. So it's like oh, this is a rekindled love. Taking it back. Oh yeah. Oh my God, I only knew Ben Affleck had dated, or he's married, had been married to Jennifer Garner, and I knew J Lo was J Lo. See these relationships. She was the original Jennifer in Ben's mm, life. She this relationship. Oh, yeah, they're both named Jennifer. That's got to fuck with you in your head when you're one of those Jennifers. Yeah. Like, like if you went, if you divorced me and went married a guy named Bellister, I would murder him. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, see, my knowledge of these relationships cut off at a certain point because I remember J-Lo, her most memorable relationship to me was with P. Diddy. Like, I was <laughs> like, she dated P. Diddy, and I remember being like, oh, yeah, she dates P. Diddy. P. Diddy. <laughs> No, Ben, Wait. Ben and Jen. Ben and Jen. So, sorry, what was what was your <laughs> so me so me and my Jen, we went to this thing and um afterwards he was like meeting with people, he was signing autographs. Um and so Jen and I have a photo with Greg and I remember showing it to my friend or when I posted it. You, the look on his face just looks like he's <laughs> dead inside. Like he knows. Do you think he doesn't enjoy it as much? Well, so the the thing about Greg was he was trying to like he wanted to be an actor in Hollywood. Um, he really he liked James Dean, and he wanted to become like a, a an actual working actor. Right. right. And then he got linked up with with Tommy, and he was young, and he kind of he went along with it. And I I do think that there is some genuine like care for one another in that relationship um but i feel like he's always gonna be the guy from the room like it doesn't yeah. matter what he does in his future so his 
hope of being like a legitimate working actor was just completely steamrolled when he started working with Tommy. And I think you get that in that photo that. Well, yeah, we he just got done watching you guys celebrate the end of his career, bro. Well, and so, he's like, woo, yeah, throw spoons. <laughs> so this is so this is the part that I'm proud, not proud of um, in a box in my room. I have a copy of the script from the room signed what? by Greg Sestero and I want to get it signed by Tommy someday. So that's, that's where I'm thinking about going in September. Cause maybe I'll get him to sign it for me. <laughs> and and that, that'll complete the trilogy. Something will happen when his pen touches that paper. Yeah. Maybe the question I would ask him is why did you cut the vampire? What'd no, you- the question you need to ask is pride. <laughs> <laughs> Integrity. <laughs> Love you all. <laughs> so that's that's going to be how we close the podcast from now on. You should ask him, or maybe he already has said, what his favorite movie is. Um, he was, I mean, he was also a, like a big uh, James Dean fan. He also really liked Marlon Brando. Um, These guys so, like the, the, good, the good actors. Yeah, they're like, this <laughs> the is best. who you want to be. Say, so, who do you like in the industry? Oh, the top, the very, very best. Yeah, they got that Tennessee Williams energy, babe. <laughs> yeah. So that is, obviously, I've talked at length about The Room because, again, that is the best experience I've ever had at a movie theater. And if you have a screening of The Room coming to a city near you, go see it. it it's not going to cost you a lot of money, and it's going to be one of the best experiences you ever have in a live theater, bar none. I don't know why, dude. We, I mean, we've known, I've known you for a long, a while, and you've always been a fan of this movie, as far as I know. And every time you bring it up, I'm, every time you talk about it, I get less and less likely to ever go. <laughs> like, I, just, I don't know why. I just, I don't want any part of it. It's, it's pure trash. Like it's, it's absolute trash. But it's trash that makes you laugh. I think it. I feel like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I think I, I don't want motherfuckers coming to my comedy show and every time I do a taco joke, they throw a tortilla at the stage. Like, <laughs> like I, I I think I feel, because I think I'm sensitive to this shit because I, I ask, like, do you feel like you're making fun of him? I think that's, I think I think I have, I have a, something in my brain or my heart goes like, a, goes like, don't do this to another person, man. It's, but it, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to do. It sounds fucking like a blast. Yeah. If I went, I'd rather be on like, what do they call the second floor of the mezzanine? I think oh, so. Yeah. The yeah. second floor where like I don't get hit with shit. I'd rather be in the no splash zone. I'll be with the old parent, the old people, and like I'll I'll, I'll be like, this is exciting. But I I but definitely I, I definitely got up and started doing laps and started playing catch with people like for sure. People had footballs. Oh <laughs> it was my so gosh! Funny. Would you? What do you? How do you feel about going? Um, I I would be down to go. I've never seen the movie, but I have seen clips of it. Yeah. So I kind of I, I think everyone has, whether or not they realize it. Right. Well, I, do you remember in college in writing class we watched? Uh, Bellister and I took a creative writing class together. That's where we met actually, and our professor showed clips from this movie to show examples of how not to write dialogue. What? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, she did. Oh. Yeah, so I they, that's a, funny. That's probably my first exposure to the, to yeah. the room. Were, yeah. Did people laugh? Yeah. Well, some people were like, "Oh, here we go!" Like they knew what it did was. I when she's pulling it up. No, I think you were there. Oh, you noticed, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a line in that movie 
that is from um i think the his love interests like her mom um she's on the phone with her doctor and th- this is how she says this line um her daughter she gets off the phone her daughter comes in and she's like oh um how is the doctor and she literally she's like well i got the results i definitely have cancer and it's like <laughs> how is that a line that you wrote in this film that was delivered like that like that was re- she, she was hoping to have cancer in. <laughs> and and that that plot line never goes anywhere it is never referenced again in the film we don't check in with that cancer lady nope never see if the the if the vampire subplot was in there, maybe Tommy swoops in and says, I don't want you to suffer. I'll and give you the gift of eternal life. That's why the, that storyline died, because that was the, the line that would lead to the vampire. Yes. Yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> well, the, the results are in. I have 36 hours to live. <laughs> it's like, what? The there's, there's, a, there's, another, there's another scene where he goes into this flower shop. To buy flowers. Uh, yes, I, that was one of the scenes yeah. that she showed. He goes in a flower shop to buy flowers for for Lisa, his love interest, and the woman at the counter um, doesn't recognize him. And then he says something. She, she's like, "Oh, hey, I didn't, I didn't recognize you, Johnny." It's like, how do you not recognize? He's the only person who looks like this in the whole fucking world. How do you not instantly know? Yep, that's that guy. Like, what do you? It, it's not like he was disguised or anything. He didn't do anything to change his appearance. It, he was just hit. it's those are the things in this movie that are so fucking funny and have become memes throughout the years that again like if if you go to the Frida and watch this at midnight um people will yell they'll be like oh yeah it's Johnny what do you mean you're stupid how do you not know like they'll just yell at the characters like they can hear them open your eyes basically yeah shit like that it's so fucking funny oh my gosh man uh, I mean, <laughs> so so uh this first experience would you just plug yourself back in because you're chasing the dragon, oh, right? Yeah, I would absolutely. Like I've I've said before, I would want to go rewatch like Lord of the Rings for the first time to experience that again. I would want to relive my first viewing of the room in the theater again because, like, it was just. And I'm sure because you were point, so oblivious, you had no idea. Right. I, you're I like knew, spoons. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I knew the movie, but I I hadn't done the research on like what the memes were or anything and then when we got there it was just like holy shit um you got way more bang for your buck than you thought you were gonna get that is and i think the ticket was maybe like 15 bucks it was probably actually it was actually probably less with these with these fans they would pay a hundred like i i there is a non-zero chance i will go to another midnight screening of the room like for sure man he's he's nice to those or maybe he doesn't set the prices yeah no i and because I've seen videos where like he'll be at these things. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll be here because he'll sometimes just randomly show up. Hat glasses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, like there's he he's one of those people where he can't go anywhere without people knowing it's him because of <laughs> who, like like Greg looks like a normal dude. Like he can probably for the most part live his life and people might recognize him here and there, but not like every day. You can't be Tommy Wiseau and walk out and not be recognized as Tommy Wiseau. So. Oh my gosh. How does that get started? Like who goes to the movies one day and is like, guess what? I'm going to throw spoons at the screen. Like, I'm so curious to how 
it became like a known agreed upon thing like I, this is what be, we do we watch this movie there's gotta be like a group of friends who did it at their apartment and then they like got enough big enough group to go together to where they were kind of throwing spoons at each other at the movies yeah mm. so not at other people right and then I just had to gotten it bigger. just caught on it's amazing how somebody who by all accounts doesn't know what good film is made one of the most memorable films of of, uh, of all time of well, that, generation that's yeah. that's one of the conversations surrounding the room is like like it gets very existential like is this a good movie like by film criteria no but so many people watch it so many people continue to watch it and so many people claim to enjoy it on some level like no is this a good movie no no want to know why because citizen kane is not a good movie <laughs> And that's supposed to be the greatest of all time. Look at the angles. He put a hole in the ground and got in the ground to film with the camera. He was a genius. It still sucks. Damn. But but um, but it doesn't mean the movie hasn't created an incredible amount of good, an incredible yeah. amount of happiness, incredible amount of laughter. Right. Um, you know. Um, but uh, I, w- I would not ever say it's a good movie. <laughs> well, we're gonna it's have to watch experience. it. We're gonna have to watch it, and then you're gonna have to you know revisit that claim. <laughs> Are you gonna pay me to watch it? I mean, <laughs> I don't. I, I just, I can't. I can't sit down to a, a piece of something that's gonna be so bad and get into it. Wait, you know me better than anyone. Do do I do I not have the so bad it's good uh, taste bud? Like, um, I think you just kind of are naturally naturally a little contrarian. So anything that's like. Oh, everyone loves watching the room. You kind of naturally Stab like push me through against the heart. Don't why don't? You? No, <laughs> I'm the same way. I mean, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm undoubtedly contrarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've yeah, roped. I, I've roped way too many people into watching. How Tommy many people Wiseau's have films? you gotten into this cult, Tyler? <laughs> well, let's see. There's Jen. <laughs> there's my brother, his girlfriend, um, my two cousins, um, a, probably a group of like seven or eight friends like i've oh, wow. i've upwards of like That's 12 clo- yeah somewhere around like 15 or so people to watch tommy wiseau who probably wouldn't have otherwise has anyone ever gone through and been like thanks tyler but uh you know thanks but or does everyone love it <laughs> oh absolutely not like one of one of my friends at work um he's like i hate this but he still goes <laughs> Makes me think of the first time I ever saw Napoleon Dynamite. Our experiences that movie are way different. Way different. You go. Well, because that's such a like us for us growing up, we had never seen that kind of comedy before. No. And we had heard of it from one of my mom's really good friends had a a daughter that was my age, and they watched it together, and they thought it was so funny. So they lent my mom the movie, and so we were excited because we were like, "Oh, they said this is an hilarious movie. We're gonna have a good time." I think it was like, you know noon on a sunday we sat down on the couch best movie time right tyler sat down on the couch pressed play there you go and literally didn't did not move did not say a single word and then the movie was over and we looked at each other and we were just like why did we watch that well i think you're naturally a little contrarian so (laughs) your friend said it was hilarious and stuff and i think you kind of like to say you know maybe not so funny maybe your sense of humor sucks Susie." <laughs> Just kidding, but mine it was the same thing. We that movie, that movie swept my school. I don't know if it was our generation, but that movie was 
from middle school, the most popular movie, everyone was saying, uh, like, uh, um, everyone was saying, like, eat your food, Tina. And, like, yeah. everyone was saying, I could throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Like, <laughs> all that shit. You know, slap the wrist, walk away. Like, everyone did. I don't, um, yeah. it was so fucking popular. But somebody, one of my parents' colleagues recommended it to them and said they had watched it. She had watched it with her daughter. Mm-hmm. And they said it's a funny movie for the whole family. And my parents, I remember one time I convinced my parents to rent me, uh, me, myself, and Irene. And there were so many F-bombs in, like, the first three minutes. My dad turned it off. And he never, like, took any recommendations seriously when I said, let's get this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think <laughs> I think the fact that it was recommended from a colleague, they're like, oh, we can watch this. And it was sold out everywhere, everywhere. We found it at Albertsons. Um, <laughs> like, Albertsons has, like, a little DVD area, or at least the one in our town did at the kind of, like, the front pass, mm-hmm. the registers. Yeah. And we loved it. We loved it. We laughed our asses off. We still reference it. Um, we watched Nacho Libre and that hit even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 I, I love Napoleon Dynamite. That being said, um, I haven't like watched it in a long time. Yeah. A, yeah. a long time. But, but that one I would be down to watch again. Oh my God. I would be down to watch again. I think just then I had never experienced that kind of comedy or Do humor. Do you think the fact so that, I was so that confused. you were with your mom, the fact that you think if you were with other kids your age. If you're with other kids your age, someone would have laughed, and I think people would have started laughing. I mean, I, my mom and I were equally equally you're confused. Equally the same age? No, we were oh. equally <laughs> we were equally confused by the humor. If I had been with someone who was l- making fun of it while we were watching it, I probably would have got it, you know, and had fun. Well, the dude ties flossed an action figure and throws it out the bus window. It's yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" And we were like, "Ha!" <laughs> The the action figures just losing arms on the concrete. It's like, cut, 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 cut. Yeah, I remember. That's like one of the opening <laughs> scenes. I didn't get it. <laughs> Tyler, do you have memories of that movie? Uh, one of the only re- memories I really have. I, I saw the movie and it was it was fine. Like I, I didn't think it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But it, okay, Mister Room. <laughs> you know it's it's no the room, but um, <laughs> no the only it's the, no big shark. <laughs> the main thing I remember from that film is my dad hated it. Um, and I don't even know that he actually watched the whole thing, but I remember he's like, this movie cost like twelve dollars to make and it made like a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like who cares like it's fine um yeah i i i feel like i'm oftentimes i miss kind of the i miss the big cultural movies that are just big that everyone's talking about like um zombie land when it came out um Mm. everyone talked about zombie land and they loved it they thought it was the funniest thing ever and then i saw it and i was like it's a movie it's fine i don't care um you've been desensitized my guy well yeah like i i don't know comedy i guess the um, room just just did it too much for you yeah n- yeah once you've seen that <laughs> with the passion everything of tennessee else. williams <laughs> everything else next? is a letdown man so i um yeah i i'm trying to think of other movies that have had that same effect um but i can't think of any at the moment Bellister, you you were asking amanda if her seeing um, Napoleon Dynamite with her mom maybe changed how she viewed it. Um, have you all have you all seen movies with your parents that you're like, eh, this is not a movie I want to watch with my parents? Yeah, it's I it in general it's hard to watch movie with parents. I, every, and when I'm watching movies with my parents, I'm in a different mode than when I'm watching movies with my wife. Like, right, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like joke about the same shit or like, right, like bring up the same stuff and like 
If anything, a lot of times when we watch a movie and it's bad, we'll turn it off. But when you're with family, you everyone just kind of bears the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when this is over, we get to leave. So just bear the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of times, if I'm watching a movie with someone other than you, I'll just think about all the quips I would say if I was. If it was just me and you, yeah, you know, exactly. I get real mean when I'm watching TV. She gets uh, real fucking funny, <laughs> so fucking funny. I I was thinking of theater experiences, and this is you one saw what you've seen like sex scenes with your parents. Is that what you were like? That because so, that's always that's always fucking weird. Yeah. So yes. So, um, if anyone knows the career and the filmography of Sasha Baron Cohen, yes. you know <laughs> that it started with Borat, and then he branched <laughs> out and he did. Um, the dictator, or not the dictator? Oh, my, yeah. I, I can't remember the name of that movie. Yeah, but he did the dictator. One, oh yeah, yeah, and then he did Bruno. Um, he did Bruno. Mm-hmm. So me and my friend in high school, we were gonna go see Bruno, and he was he was a year ahead of me. And when we went to see it, he was seventeen, I was sixteen, so he could get a ticket and get in, but I couldn't. And I thought it would be fine if I'm with him, but that's not how that works. <laughs> they wouldn't let us in, and so I called my mom. And she came down and she went to, she was like, I'll come down and I'll get the ticket for him. Still wouldn't let us in. So then what? she's like, fine, I'll get a ticket and I'll go in and I'll watch the movie with him. <laughs> Dude, anyway, solid move by your mom. Yeah, if, way to go mom. It was very cool. And my mom's done a lot of that over the years. Like she went and saw Tenacious D with me and my friends um, twice. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> once wasn't hard enough. <laughs> um, but when, so Bruno, if you haven't seen the film, He's like his character is trying to be like work in the fashion industry, um, but in classic Sasha Baron Cohen uh, fashion, um, it's very vulgar to the point where the first five or so minutes of that film, you could cut that out and put it on almost pretty much any porn site, and it would pass off as as just like a like a porn. Oh my god! And, oh my gosh! And again, I'm sitting there watching that with my mom. So that's one where I would want to go back and be kind of like omniscient to, I want to see like her reaction to it because like I, and my mom's got a pretty like good sense of humor when it comes to that kind of stuff. It, it doesn't really bother her all that much. Um, but I would want to see because there, there's definitely, she definitely didn't know that that was going to be what it was. And there's, um, there's definitely close up shots of like erect penises, like at multiple points in the film. Um, She's like, now I get why they wouldn't let you guys Man, buy a ticket. I, I can't say I've, I've looked at a boner with my mother. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was funny, like, year, years before that, when um, The Hangover had come out. Um, oh, no, sorry, not The Hangover, Superbad. When Superbad came out. Classic. Um, my my aunt got it for me for Christmas, not knowing what was, like, in that film. And this is when I was probably... <laughs> I'll say thirteen or fourteen. Like you were, you were fifteen because I was like sixteen. Like I, like I could, I could um, appreciate the film, but probably still wasn't old enough to should be watching it. Um, and my cousin was staying over that night, and the next morning my aunt came back, and she's like, "Oh, I need to get that movie from Tyler. I need to take it back. It's not appropriate." And we're like, "We already watched it last night." <laughs> How yeah. did she find out it wasn't appropriate? I. I, I imagine oh she, she bought they bought herself she bought herself a copy too <laughs> that would be hilarious but I have no idea um, but she didn't know it when she gave me the film and then <laughs> between That's Christmas so awesome. morning and the next day something happened to where she realized uh, this is not appropriate for them and we're like yeah we already watched it last night <laughs> we, we've seen it three times <laughs> yeah so oh, fun man. times uh. 
I feel like whenever like a sex scene or an inappropriate scene would come on when watching TV with my parents, they would always they would like either mom would be like cover your eyes or dad would be like oh god like they would comment on it in a way that somehow makes it more awkward I yeah. think you're yeah. like just let just let it just let, let it, it happen. happen just let it pass <laughs> don't comment on it. but then you comment on it you're like you just put a spotlight on it <laughs> ah the boner looks bigger now I wonder if their reactions would be the same if like you, you as the kid weren't in the room you know no no no, are you kidding like, me? Like, like your dad being disgusted at like no you know, a naked woman on screen. Like that seems strange for any dad. Like, yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, uh, I don't want my kids to know that I enjoy uh, hot women. <laughs> so, <laughs> ew, <laughs> like, well, what are you doing? My uh, my dad will still my dad will tell this story from when he and my mom were out in Vegas like earlier in their relationship and. Um, he had just won a bunch. I don't know if he was playing slots or a table game. Um, but then like a prostitute came over to him and was like, Hey, like, congratulations. Like you want to hang out and stuff. And he was uh, like, a oh. sex, sex worker. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like, um, he was like, Oh, let me go ask my, let me go ask my, my wife. Let me see what she, if she wants. And then she just <laughs> kind of walked away from him. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm married. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was funny. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our movie going uh, experiences. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, you have a fun time out at the movies. It's always good. It just inherently generates memories, I think. And I think all the movies we brought up are worth a, a watch. I mean, even even The Room. Yeah. Oh, OK, so you're going to watch it then? They're worth a watch. I just said I was going to do it. <laughs> I don't do everything that's worth doing. <laughs> like I told you, I have a DVD copy. My door's always open. all right well thanks for joining thanks for listening we hope that wherever you are wherever you're doing you're having a good one and don't forget pride integrity (laughs) love you all Bye. bye bye